Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. So today's show is a bonus episode. You know, I like to do these bonus episodes to just kind of give you guys some insight, like behind the scenes as to what's going on, not only with Boss Uncaged, but just kind of like tips and tricks of the trade and to kind of help entrepreneurs and bosses like you get ahead. So um, first and foremost, I just want to go ahead and make it like a quick announcement. Like earlier this year, I had reached out and I was just saying, okay, guys, we want to hit 10,000 downloads. And it was just kind of like the, the dawn of the, com- the compounding effect of, you know, when you reach out to your community and you talk to individuals and you start marketing. So I just want to kind of give you like the, like the, the side effect of that, right? So I think it was like maybe April. I don't remember the exact date. So maybe March, maybe April early this year, we 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 hit that ten thousand. So fast forward a couple months, and I think back then I was I was being a smart ass and I had made this comment about, yeah, next time I'll do this, we'll be at fifty thousand. So that kind of came and went and I've kind of forgot about it and just kind of moved on with the other things. So today I just checked like our download stats and from then until now. We're, we just hit 60,000 downloads. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know, to get to 10,000 to me was like a major milestone. To get to 20,000 was interesting. But the fact that we're going into into the final part of um, 2021 and we're scheduled to essentially, you know, we potentially could hit 100,000 downloads before the year is out is definitely a mind-blowing compounding effect. So I just want you to kind of take that heel. Like when you start something, in the beginning, you will start rolling slow, much like a snowball effect. It will start slow, but as it builds and builds and builds and you get more of an audience and you start communicating to your people, you start delivering more value, the compounding effect will start to happen. And obviously, Boston Cage, as a brand, is demonstrating that live and direct. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how to, well, not necessarily how, nine effective interviewee tips on how to be a great podcast guest, not a host, but a guest. So the reason why I'm doing this, because, you know, earlier this week or last week, you know, I I did a kind of like a workshop and we were talking about this topic. And I think I I spent maybe five to 10 minutes on the topic to kind of go over like these quick tips. So obviously on my podcast, I'll get to dive a little bit deeper and give you a little bit more insights of like why I'm asking for you to do these particular things as you become a guest, not just a guest on Boston Cage, but a guest on any podcast. These are just like rules of the trade, but they should help you on that journey. Right. So first tip number one. Right. And and I've titled this one like the pre-show checklist. First and foremost, I know there's a lot of A type personalities, B type personalities out there. And, you know, we like to control things and we like to have things done the way we want want them to be done. But we have to be mindful that we're going as a guest on someone else's show. And when you do that, you have to understand that it is not your show. It is the host's show or the co-host show. So first and foremost, you have to follow the leadership of that host. Cannot take over that show or take over their systems because, again, they have tweaked it and modified the system not only to work for them, but to work for their larger audience, more than just one guest from multiple different guests. And they're fine-tuning and they're making these tweaks, right? So you want to follow the steps that are provided to you, right? Some people may give you a form. If a form is given to you, 
fill out the form, right? Because that form is going to give that host information that's going to allow them to market you, market and promote your mark your promotions. It's going to help them to talk to you about what you're doing right now. It's also going to help them communicate with their audience to say, okay, this is why I have this person on the show. Not only do they have a product or a promotion, but they're great at what they're doing. Here are some examples of what they're doing, right? In addition to that, you know, social media is a big thing nowadays as well. So for me, I always ask any one of my guests to come on my show to fill out this form so I can get all their social media profiles. So as I then start to market that particular episode, then I could link them back to the show. It's great marketing for Boston Cage. It's also great marketing for that guest. So if you're going to be a guest and someone is asking you for your social media profiles, you want to list them all out. Because again, podcasters, nine out of 10 times, we usually have more than one social media platform. We may have Facebook. We may have Instagram. We may have YouTube. We may have LinkedIn. We may have TikTok. We may have Twitter. We may have all of them. Why not leverage that? Again, that's why you're coming on podcasts, right? So that's number one. Remember that it's not your show. And you want to follow the leadership of that particular host. Number two, you want to use a booking method, right? Now, some of you may have booking methods, like you may use Calendly. Um, for Boston Cage, we use Book Like a Boss. But again, following the leadership of that host, what you want to do. Now, keep in mind, if that host does not have a booking mechanism or a booking system, by all means, then integrate yours into, into the play. But you have to be mindful that if you're going on someone else's show, that you want to use whatever booking system that they have, okay? So if a book like a boss, what I've done with that is that it automatically sends out reminders. It sends out, I think, four to five reminders over the span of the time. So you may be able to book out six months from now. It's going to send you a confirmation reminder, right? The day of is going to send you a day of reminder. Five days before, it's going to send you, hey, don't forget you have a podcast in five days. A month out, it may say, hey, you have a podcast episode with, with S.A. Granted, Boston Cage in 30 days. Now, you may think this is overly redundant, overly done, but I've been doing this, this podcasting for a minute now, and I've seen that where some people, you know, even though you send out five or 10 or 20 or even three or even one email, they may not show up to the podcast, right? They may, oh, my God, I didn't get it. Oh, my God, it went to my spam. Oh, my God, something came up. Life happens. But again, you want to send out reminding emails, not only to yourself, but also to your guests. So as a guest, you want to, you know, at least check your junk folders to make sure that there was a confirmation when you booked an appointment. La Number three is completing like the pre-show questionnaire, questionnaire. And that's how I was talking about like the steps of filling out a form. A questionnaire could, I mean, you can get so much information in the questionnaire to help that host know who you are. Like on my questionnaire, I ask for a bio. I ask for a picture. I ask for social media profiles. I ask for titles. I ask for company. I ask for all these general information. Because again, in the early days, what I used to do was have someone book an appointment to become a guest on the show. And then I would have to kind of go back in like maybe an hour before the show to find them on social media, find all their profiles. And keep in mind, like with Instagram, it doesn't have to be that person's name. It could be any variation of the name. So trying to find that person on Instagram could take 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Then to find them on Facebook, it's the same, same problem. The only platform you can usually find someone by their first name and their last name is LinkedIn, right? But then YouTube and all these other channels, so it becomes a task. So Filling out this questionnaire makes things a lot easier and simple, not only for you, but for the for the host and for marketing your particular episode, right? All right, so number four, 
read all the provided information that might be provided to you. Some hosts may provide you additional information, a different additional FAQs. All of these things are structured again for systems being in place to make that episode way more easier for you and for the host. So that way you're not thinking about anything. The host is not thinking about things. The only thing you should be focusing on on that particular episode is your marketing, communicating, and branding who you are in reference to the questions that are being asked from the host. So if you have opportunity to read the information beforehand, a lot of times the host will tell you exactly what to expect. So on my forms, it redirects you to a welcome video with me telling you exactly what to expect, my style of questioning. But below this video, there'll be some sample interviews. There'll also be FAQs. It's all this information. Again, if I'm putting that information there, because you're probably not the first person to ask these questions, you're probably not the first person to hit this hurdle. So again, any host that takes the time to create this content, then you want to kind of go through it because the more you go through it, that information is going to be way more beneficial for you once you're sitting in front of the camera and you're being interviewed by that host. Not only that, but you get to see who this person is. A lot of times you may not even have listened to their, their podcast. And we're going to talk about that as we move through the, these checklist items. But ideally, you want to kind of read the communication, right? In that communication, it's probably tell you step-by-step step on how to do everything, right? And again, if they don't have that, then you just want to follow their leadership. And, and eventually, they probably will have something like that, right? Then going into after reviewing all the provided materials, then follow up with any questions that you may have missed, right? So before you ask a thousand questions up front, go through the content. That's what FAQs are for, frequently asked questions. That's what, hey, check out this video, my welcome video. Again, questions will be answered in this content and anything that's not answered, then, hey, if you had 10 questions, maybe eight got answered, then you have two questions left. It makes it a lot easier for someone to kind of respond and say, hey, yeah, we do this. No, we don't do that. Hey, you can do this. No, you can't do that. Whatever those questions are become very transparent, a lot easier and simpler. Then number six and seven is just relax and get excited. Because again, if you're going on a podcast, nine out of 10 times, you're marketing something. If you're not marketing yourself, you're not marketing your company, you're not marketing your service, you're not marketing your product, you're probably marketing you know, one of these things. Something, something that you're going on this podcast, you're going on to market. So keep keep that in mind. You just want to relax, be yourself, be 100% natural, and, and, and kick ass, right? So that's the general pre-show checklist. And I know that sounds long, but it's a pre-show checklist. These are things that you need to have in order before you even decide to get on the show, right? So let's go into tip number two. Tip number two, I think, is very, very valuable in the sense that you need to listen to at least one to two episodes, okay? So that way you can know the style of the interviewee and the interviewer and, and what's going on and how does the chemistry work? You know, did that host get sidetracked with something? How did that host recover, right? Has that host interviewed someone similar to you before? How did they deal with that person? So you just want to like, at least listen to one or two, right? Not just one, because one could have been a bad day. And if it was a bad episode, then you know you probably want to check another episode out to see if that's the reoccurring theme, right? So that's, that's the first thing, right? Number two is that if possible, reference a keynote from an episode during your interview, because that's going to show the host that not only did you do your diligence and do some research on your end, but you at least know what the show is about, right? The last thing you want to do is, is pick an episode or pick a, a podcast to be on and you're not 100% familiar with, with what they're talking about or how they're communicating or, or can you curse on that show, for example, right? Every time I get that question, I laugh because I'm like, hey, it's in my FAQs. 
you can definitely curse on the Boston Cage podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't really care about your language. I care more about your story. Two different things, right? Then going into number three would be read the reviews on the podcast. Much like if I go to Amazon and I want to buy something, the first thing I'm going to do is look for the stars, right? I'm going to look for the reviews. Same thing with cars. People do reviews for everything. So if you're going to put your brand on a particular show and you're going to present your product and your service to a community of individuals, then you probably want to do some research, see what kind of reviews they have. You know, obviously five stars is the creme de la creme. Four stars is great. But if you're going on a podcast that has one star, and all the reviews are saying that, hey, the, the, the host didn't, didn't show up, the host didn't know anything, and it's like all negative stuff. It's probably not a show that you want to be on to be associated with your brand. So just keep that in mind. All right, so let's go into tip number three. Do a little research about the host. So you did a little bit of research about the show. You watched the episode or two, right? But I'm not saying to stalk them. I'm saying to get to know them a little bit better. Learn how to pronounce their name correctly, right? That I can go up and down and, and sideways about my S stands for Chanel and how many times I've heard that name completely jacked up. Hence why I branded myself SA. It just makes it so much simpler. But again, anyone that, if you listen to my show, you may hear some people say SA and every once in a while you hear somebody that says Chanel, right? And they pronounce it, you know, nine out of 10 times they pronounce it right because usually it's someone that I've known for a period of time, someone that, that's known me throughout life, right? And, and, and again, that's appreciated to pronounce the host name correctly, much as the host needs to practice the guest name as well. Um, number three would be use the host name, right? So once you figure out how to pronounce the name, then use the name as you're talking. Again, as you're being interviewed, you want it to be like a conversation. If I'm sitting down talking with Oprah, I'm going to be like, Oprah, let me tell you something. You know, and I'm going to say her name because, again, that's more of the psychological aspect of interviews. It's like the communication there. The bond starts to build when you talk to someone and you're mentioning that them by first name. And then follow up the show and the host on social media. So if there is a Facebook page, if there is an Instagram page for the host, Click, join, share, like, subscribe to all of them, right? Why would you not? Because again, as that host then creates your particular episode and the episode goes live, it only makes sense that you have opportunity to know when it goes live. Now, some hosts may send you emails. Some hosts may share your content on social media and then share it to you that way. There's different ways of doing it, but you know, why would you not become friends or like or subscribe to the hostess platforms or the podcast platforms that way you can kind of see what's going on and then, then you could also figure out like when your episode is going to be released and then you could look to see what else is being released before your episode as well it's a win-win situation so just to recap that you want to learn their name right you want to use their name and then you want to kind of connect to them on on their platforms right all right let's go into um number four better promote your product or services, right? To better promote them, the first thing you need to do is create an affiliate offer or a referral program. Now, some people may say, I don't have time for this, but look at it this way. If I'm going on to a podcast and that podcast, let's say, has 3,000 or 10,000 or a million downloads per month, it'll probably be very valuable for that host to not only market your service, but to then market your service and get kickback. And then they can keep on marketing your service for a period of time, right? That's one of my questionnaires that I ask everyone that's on my show. Hey, do you have any affiliate offers, right? Because again, 
you're putting out that content out there. You're leveraging your community, right? And as a guest, you want to utilize that community. Then it only makes sense that you share in some of the profits. This is more of like a pro tip behind the scenes. But as a guest, you want to have that value add for any host that's looking to interview you as well, right? Number two, you want to create a call of action to the listeners, all right? So if you're promoting a particular product, and again, this goes back to the questionnaires, this goes back to the FAQs, you want to make sure you, you have an opportunity to promote whatever product or services that you're going to promote on that particular podcast. So part of that is that you want to make sure that you have a very clear call of action. You want to tell them exactly where to go, what to do, and what will they get. Like, that's the three things. Like, a lot of times you may hear a podcast and you're like, oh, yeah, they could just search for my name and find me anywhere. No. Because, again, that leaves room for mistakes. That leaves room for misspelling of your name. That leaves room for them to ad lib. You want to have a distinct URL. And a good way of making URLs would be a URL that has the podcast name in it, right? So, for example, if I was on a, another podcast, and let's say that podcast was like Boss Enterprise, whatever it was, right? Then I would probably make a link that says bossuncaged.com slash bossenterprise. So that way, the people that are listening to that particular episode, as I'm a guest on it, then they understand it. Okay, it's Boss Uncaged. That's who, that's who we're talking to right now. And we're on Boss Enterprise, right? It's easy for them to realize now they can put the, the parts together and just type it in completely, right? And, and then you can give that link to that host for that episode to put in the show notes as well. And if you're doing anything on the, on the technical side, you want to track that URL to see how much traffic is coming from that episode. How many conversions have happened from you being on that particular podcast. And the more podcasts you're on, then you can stack them up and see, you know what, here's 20 podcasts I've been on, but these particular two, I've gotten conversions, I've gotten leads, I've gotten callbacks, I've gotten emails on these particular two, then you may want to contact that host and be like, hey, I would love to come back on your show, right? Again, it's all in the data. All right, so let's go down to number five. Is a one sheet a requirement? I would say, to be honest with you, no. But you should have a bio, okay? One of the questions that I ask all my guests is your bio. I don't care if the bio is 15 words or 1,500 words. I just need a bio, again, so I can do my due diligence to know who I'm working with, who I'm going to be interviewing, and then I can take tips and, and bits of that and create part of my show notes as well. So that's an opportunity for you to kind of lay out your best foot forward so you don't necessarily need a one sheet, but if you don't have one, then at the bare minimum, you have to have a bio, right? And in that bio, a strategy behind that bio is that you want to tell a story, okay? You don't want to sell, like you're not selling yourself, you're telling your story. Like I did this and, and this happened to me and I overcame that and then that made me jump forward and ha, and then I had the awakening moment. You want to talk to the community of people that you're going to be talking to because you're not going to be able to necessarily see them live and communicate like your pros and cons and what you overcame because for them, they may be listening to you as inspiration. Then you want to inspire them by telling them your story from how you are not necessarily going from rags to riches, but how you went from hitting hurdles to overcoming those hurdles and to where you are right now. How did you get to where you are? That's part of telling your story through a bio. In addition to that, you want to make sure it's in a digital format, right? Like this is not old school. We're not faxing, right? You know, emails are cool as well. But again, if I'm submitting a form, you should be able to go to it, copy it, and paste it in that form. 
hit submit done. If you don't have access that quickly, maybe a link. So there's Google Drive, there's landing pages, there's PDFs. You want to make this content, and the PDF kind of refers back to a one sheet, right? So you want to make this content as easy and, and simple as possible. At that way, somebody access for it, then you can reach for it really quickly and submit it in a form or through social media, through LinkedIn Messenger, or through an email, whatever it is, you just want to have access to this file to make it easy to deliver, right? So tip number six, have professional headshots ready to go. Now, this one is, is like a must, right? You could have the best bio, you could have the best product, the best story, and then people see you. And then it's kind of like, oh, right? You kind of go from high to low really quick. So obviously on the podcast, you know, you can dress to impress or you can kind of just be yourself. Whoever you are is what you want to be. But at least with your pictures, you want to have clarity. You don't want to have pixelated pictures. You don't want to have blurry pictures. You want to be as crystal clear with those pictures. So first and foremost, you want to have a professional headshot. You know, a tip of the trade is go outside, high noon, use your cell phone and do a selfie. The natural light will probably work wonders and the picture will be crystal clear. You know, just think of it from that standpoint. The more light that you have without blowing out the image is the cleaner the image is going to be, right? So think about that. If you don't want to spend the money for the professional, then at least take your pictures outside versus inside. Then in addition to that, you want to make sure these pictures are much like your bio. They're easily accessible. So whether that's Google Drive, um, Dropbox, I use Brandox. So Brandox is a program that allows me to upload multiple different images, logos, colors, everything. It's kind of like a, a brand guide, an online brand guide toolbox. So I, I can submit the link. And then when somebody gets the link, as I'm becoming a guest on their show, they have access to 10 to 15 different images of me with transparency backgrounds, with different headshots, so forth and so forth. And that leads me to number two, you want to have multiple versions because, again, you, you may not know how that image may be used. Some, some podcasters, they create blog posts. And in that blog post, they may put multiple images of you, right? Some people may just create it, use it for the cover art for an album, right? And that album is for the podcast. Some of them may need transparency background for that, right? So for Boston Cage, you'll always know when I do an interview episode, there's S.A. Grant on the left, and it's whoever I'm interviewing on the right. Well, all the images on the right, nine or ten, I'll say probably eight out of ten of them don't have transparency. So that's part of my system that we have in place is we'll go in, delete the background, clean up the edges to put that image in the cover art. But imagine if every single person that would submit an image already had the background removed, it cuts down on time, Right. And then part of that is that you want to have a headshot. You want to have a full body shot. You want to have a three-quarter shot. You want to have with backgrounds and without backgrounds. You just want to have a few options. You don't have to have 100 images. Maybe three to five images would, would, would do, do what you need, needed to do, really, okay? So going into number seven, right? And this one is going to be a longer version because I'm really going to break down some things for you guys. So number seven, the ultimate podcast showtime checklist, right? First and foremost, show up early to your interview. It's, it's not like you're, you're getting interviewed for a job. But again, if any questions that you may have that you have not had answered before or you have not had any additional communications, because a lot of times PAs are communicating with PAs. A VA may talk to a PA and a, a VA may talk to another PA and they may never even talk to the host. Or they may never even talk to the guest. So this may be the first time that you as a guest is actually in front of the host and having a one-on-one -on -one communication. So 
again, schedule time, you may have a time set from 10 o'clock to 10.30 or from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock to record the episode. You should show up about 10 minutes earlier, right? And the reason why I'm saying 10, five to 10 minutes earlier, because a lot of times the podcasters are doing sound checks. They're checking out their systems. They're restarting the computers, checking out their cameras, checking out all the different applications, checking out their soundboard, their video switcher, all these different things. It's, it's pretty much the production, right? So if you show up early and the podcaster is there, then you have opportunity to not only see the podcaster live, communicate, ask any additional questions, start to, to build like, you know, a little family enterprise situation to where you can kind of communicate with somebody off air before you're on air. All right. Number two, hydrate. Drinking fluids, more so water. Drinking water would definitely help your vocal cords because, again, you may be talking for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. If you're on Joe Rogan, you may be talking for hours. So the more water you have access to, the better you're going to be able to, to you know, manifest what you're talking about without getting dry mouth. Number three, use the bathroom before your interview, right? Because again, the worst thing that you want to happen while you're on air is having to go to the bathroom, right? And I'm going to be frank, whether it's number one or number two, either one of them will make you highly twitchy in front of, a, in front of that host. You'll be moving around like, you know, I move around a lot because I'm an animated speaker. But again, if I'm seeing somebody that's like this, and I see them rocking and they, they're holding and they're doing this. And I'm just like, man, I surely wish they would have went to the bathroom before they got on the show, right? Because again, now you, the host is probably going to sort of read your body language, try to speed up, and an interview is not going to be as good as it could have been. Test your video, right? If you're doing a video podcast like Boston Cage, definitely want to test the video out before you get on it, right? You want to test your microphone. Even though you just did an interview the day before, three hours before, you still have to do another check, another test right then and there. Because again, these are computers. Anything can go wrong. So like literally, I think last week I had an instant to where I had four, three episodes back to back in one day. And between every single episode, I've always done a sound test and restarted. And then come to find out, by the time I got to my third interview, my laptop started overheating. And I'm sitting here like, what the hell's going on? And I'm checking all these different things. But every time I would launch Zoom, it would freeze up. Now, mind you, I did two interviews perfectly fine, but it got to the point to where my laptop was overheating all the content information that I'm pushing through it all at once. And I was just like, Jesus, what, what's going on? So I come to find out that I had to get a cooling pad to keep my laptop cool on days like today, for example, I'm doing two or three different episodes, right? So you have to understand like your, your computer and your hardware may work perfectly fine one minute and the next day won't. So you want to kind of test things out. You want to turn your, your phone, this bad boy right here, on airplane mode. That's self-explanatory, but sometimes you may forget. You want to close the door to the room that you're going to be doing the podcast in. Because again, even with a door being open, the sound could resonate from other parts of the house and bleed into the room that you're in. Um, in addition to that, you want to place a do not disturb sign on the door. You want to let people know that, okay, well, you're in an interview, right? You're doing something that the noise needs to be pretty quiet. Because again, you're on a microphone and Pretty much anything that happens outside the room could essentially be picked up on the microphone, which makes the job for the host or the host's team for editing that particular episode a little bit more technical, a little bit more difficult. And, you know, it could, it could delay your episode as well. Um, in addition to that, you want to get all your pets out the room. And, you know, I've been on episodes before where pets are a part of people's lives and you, whether you love them or you hate them it, it doesn't really matter again if you're going to be interviewed on a podcast you just want to be mindful that sometimes the frequency of animals 
would outshine the frequency of your vocals, right? Like a cat, for example. A cat could be two rooms over. If the doors are open and the cat is going off and talking to itself and is making all these different noises, that noise would resonate way louder on the microphone than, than your voice would, or it'll compete with your voice and the microphone would definitely pick it up. So you just want to be mindful of that. And I, and I know this is going to sound funny, but I always say, you know, give your, give the cats and the dogs some, some catnip or some animal marijuana to kind of have them just smooth and just chill out while you're on episode. Cause again, the last thing you want to happen is kind of like a cat scratches on your door or comes in the room and you're trying to shush them away while you're live on a camera or doing like Facebook live or doing a YouTube live with a particular host, right? It's the same thing for your kids. I'm not saying to give your kids marijuana, but I'm just saying that if you have another adult in the house, you probably want to let them know that, hey, I'm, I'm going to do an interview for an hour. Do you mind watching the kids for me? Do you mind holding the kids back? Let the kids know for the next hour, I'm off limits. All right, um, number 13 is Ask the host if you can also record the episode. So this is like a little secret tip, right? So if you're using Zoom, I can record Zoom as the host, but you as the guest could also record as well. And the reason why I'm bringing this to your attention, right, and making this a checklist item is like, well, think about it. If you're on the Boston Cage podcast and I'm saying, okay, guys, we would not be able to air the show until third quarter of 2022 and we're you know, going into the last quarter of 2021. So essentially roughly nine months to a year from now is when your episode is going to air. There's opportunities for you to kind of make some things happen to make this episode air a lot faster. Or you could just ask to record the Zoom on your end and then you could release the episode as part of your YouTube channel. You could release the episode as part of your blog or on your particular podcast. Again, this is just content, right? So when the host releases your episode later on the year just dual marketing you release the six months before the host releases six months later the content hopefully is evergreen content and again if you're marketing a product now that mark that product should still have value six months from now it doesn't really matter the only difference is, is that comes out the price and that's why you want to talk evergreen you don't want to necessarily disclose pricing on an episode, especially when you're thinking about changing the price down the road you just want to tell them to go to this particular address like i said earlier to give them the information, where to go, what to do, and what they're going to get, but leave out like the details about, oh, this offer expires in May 15th, 2020. That episode is void at this point, right? So keep that in mind. Um, again, and I just, did the, I just did the next one that I'm going to tell you guys not to do. <laughs> Try not to say, um, ah, uh, you know, you want to replace these particular words with Let's move on to another important conversation is it's one of those things, right? Everyone that's been on a podcast, usually I've heard at least one or two ums from pretty much everyone I've interviewed. But as the conversation starts to flow and you start to build like the communication between the interviewee and the interviewer, the ums become a lot less. So keep that in mind. This is one of the things that you just want to keep mindful of. And sometimes some people, they use um for everything and some people are very mindful of their ums. So you just want to be mindful of it generally to not utilize them as much as you may do on a regular basis. 15, 16 and 17, right? So I'll start backwards, right? So 17, be confident. 16, be passionate. And 15, relax. Look at this as a communication between you and a new friend. This is not necessarily an enemy. This is someone that's going to help you market your new product or your new service. So just like your friends, 
communicate with them like that. Have a general conversation. Be relaxed. Be passionate about your content that you're delivering. And believe it or not, that host is going to be able to feel that energy from you and they're going to give it back to you as well. Okay. It's like being in front of a mirror. You just want to bounce it back and forth. I said 17 was the last one. Actually, we got two more, right? Show excitement and smile with your teeth, right? And, and this is funny because I just had an episode we're talking about like fake smiles versus real smiles. And you know, I was talking to my wife about this guy that lives in our neighborhood. And every time we drive by, no matter what time of day, whatever's going on, he always just goes from like, like this to, and he cheeses really hard, like on command, like he hits the switch. And it's kind of creepy, but it's, it's cool at the same time. So again, you just want to, I'm not going to say go in front of a mirror and practice your smiles because you know that that sounds kind of crazy. But the more you kind of get into smiling and, and showing your teeth a little bit is the more inviting you're going to be on the other side, especially on the other side of the camera. So just keep that in mind. And you want to be excited. I mean, again, you're having an opportunity to sell and market your product and your service on an environment that may talk to thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, as long as that episode is going to be live, because it's going to be a searchable content that will be on the internet essentially forever. So always keep that in mind. Smile, showcase, be excited. Number eight, keep your answers concise. Now, this is a big one for me, right? Because if I have a particular outline script of communication and I'm going to pull out things from my guests and, and I want them to go through the roller coaster, I want them to remember when they were a kid, I want them to remember when they made their first 10000 or their first $100 or their first million dollars. These all questions are like Legos, they're going to stack up and they're going to build up until, you know, essentially you climax into the end of the episode. Again, we're telling a story. So if we have a 45 minute room to tell this story and I've only asked one question and that one question took 20 minutes to answer, it's not doing you as the guest any justice. Because again, you have no clue if you didn't do the research to realize that this particular host may have other questions or will communicate other factors of your life that you may not even be thinking about. So you have to let them do that. Short answers, precise answers, detailed, but quick and to the point, not extremely long-winded is the way you want to, to go about answering these questions, right? And then number two is a podcast interview should be a conversation, right? So if you're talking to someone and you're the only one talking, right? Like right now, this episode, I'm a, I'm a bobblehead. I'm talking, 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 talking. Hence why I like the interview format because it's communication. It's two people. But I like to do the episodes because, again, I'm informing you. But again, if you're on a talk show, it's, it's, it's a talk show. So there, there need to be two people communicating back and forth. Imagine me sitting on Oprah's couch. Oprah asks me a question, and then I answer that one question, and then the end credits come up. Well, Oprah didn't really get to know who I was. She really didn't get to communicate and pull out my story. So keep that in mind. Um, and you want to do some like research about that. Like Go onto YouTube and just search old episodes of TV talk shows. Search old episodes of Oprah. Um, Late Night with uh, David Letterman. Howard Stern and kind of see how the banter goes, kind of see how Howard Stern kind of says something smart and witty and then his, his guests will interact and say something back and then somebody else in the background will make like a smart remark and then Howard will interject like two word, three word comment and then the guests would respond. But again, it's moving around, right? And if you look at his live stuff, right? His, his videos versus his audio, the camera is jumping between the different facets of the different conversation, which makes it more exciting. All right, so let's go on to number nine. After the show, follow-up checklist. 
right? And then keep in mind, like I know all these are laundry list of stuff and in the show notes in this particular video and on the podcast, all this will be listed out for you guys. So you can literally go through them and check. And again, I'm not saying you need to do all of them. I'm just advising you that if you were to maximize and utilize as much of these as humanly possible, you would get a greater outcome of being a guest on a podcast. So number nine, after the show, follow-up checklist, right? First and foremost, you want to send a thank you note or a testimonial, whether it's written or whether it's audio or whether it's video. Because again, much like selling books, much like selling any product, a podcast is the same thing, right? If you have done a written review of the podcast, then post it on Apple Podcasts, right? If you've done an audio review, then send that via LinkedIn or email back to the host just to say, hey, I loved your episode. Thanks. It was special in this way. I really appreciate what you've done. I'm looking forward to it going live, right? Or you can create a video testimonial and say, hey, look, dude, your episode was crazy. I love being on your podcast. You gave me so much insight and I feel like I've given so much back to your audience. I can't wait to be on your show again. Just, and I'm, I'm just ad-libbing here, but again, Communication is king, right? So if you send a, a thank you note or a testimonial to a host without a host asking you for it, trust me, that host would then reciprocate some information, whether it's uh, thank you for communicating to me. I can't wait to get your information on my website. I can't wait to put this testimonial on your show note page, whatever it is, but it gives you more credibility and it gives you more being a realistic person and that, that podcast is not just another number. Then number two is you want to recommend guests, right? So for me, if I'm on a show, I always look to see if that person that's interviewing me asks me the question at the end off air, is there anyone else that you know that you know that you could recommend or refer to my particular show that you think will be a good fit? That's something that I ask on my show as well. Because if I have a really good interview with someone, you know, like minds tend to hang together. So if I had a really good interview with Bobby, well, if Bobby may know Sarah. And Sarah may be a like-minded individual in a completely different field, and I maybe have not interviewed anyone like that yet. So if you don't ask, then you won't know. Closed mouth would not get fed. <clears throat> and then number three is share and promote your, your episode. So finding out the link, finding out the cover art, getting all that information. Again, sometimes it's automated. You may automatically get an email from that host, or you may have to go to the host's website once it's aired or go to their social media platforms, whatever it is. But once you get access to your content about your episode and your show art, then you want to share that information. You want to kind of move it through the internet. Then after that is then you want to kind of ask, you want to be like, okay, I've given you a referral. I've given you testimonials. And I'm not saying it's tit for tat, but then wouldn't you ask for like a referral? Are there any other podcasts that you would recommend that I should be on, right? Two-way street. Number five would be book a virtual coffee. You want to stay connected because, again, if you had a really good interview with that person and that conversation was well done, then potentially you could probably build a friendship, business relationships, business partnerships, whatever it is. So you want to you know, continuously communicate with them, not every single day per se, but communicate with them past the show, right? Um, a good example of that is like me and Damon Burton. Like, you know, we I interviewed him earlier this year. We communicated. I went to his 40th birthday party, but we communicate on a regular basis behind the scenes. We, we crack jokes on Facebook, send instant messages, and we just talk and communicate about different things. If I get a referral, I'll send him a referral. If he gets a leave or something, he sends me a lead. But again, we're communicating. We know we're busy people, but there's some commonalities and some brotherhoods in, in, in that conversation that we had earlier this year that has built into a relationship today. So going into number 10, right? So number 10 is like the, the bonus. I know I said nine plus, but number 10 is like the bonus. Where to find podcasts, right? 
podcasting is one of those things you can go to Google and you can type in podcasts, right? You can go to Apple and you can type in particular shows. But like right now, the best platforms are platforms that are pulling all the podcasts in and they're using algorithms to say, hey, you're a good guest for this show. And again, you're going to fill out information to say why you're a good guest and what shows you're looking for. So the first one on my list, like again, like maybe 50% of the people that I interview today have come from matchmaker.com. I, I filled out my guest profile. I filled out my host profile. And then I let the algorithm go. They send out emails every single day to new people to say, hey, you know what? I think you'd be a good guest for Boston Cage Podcast. And here's why. Here's the show information. And then I get an email about here's their information. And then they decide to communicate with me. It all goes through that one app. So it allows me to say, okay, look, here's John. Here's his background, his one sheet or his bio. Here's what he's achieved, what he's done. Great. I can't wait to have him on the show. Connect. Right. Pod match is another version of that. Guestio is a is another version of that as well. And it's like paid and free. There's also interview valet, which is 100 percent paid. And then there's Facebook groups. Right. You can easily go to Facebook groups and, you know, think about hosting. Like if I'm hosting a podcast on like Vcast, for example, or Anchor FM, well, all of these platforms have Facebook groups and these Facebook groups tend to be driven towards podcasters so if i'm a guest and i want to be on a podcast i would probably go to these facebook groups and raise my hand hey guys i'm new to the room i'm looking to be on a podcast i'm looking for a business podcast i want to talk about success blah 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 anybody interested it's as easy as that so again more you speak up the more opportunities you would have so hopefully like i know this was a lot of information and i kind of streamlined it to, to a certain extent but generally, I'm just going to do a quick overview. Number one is a pre-show checklist. And on that one, I'm really just talking about let the, the show host be the show host and you kind of follow their lead. Tip number two, you want to at least listen to one or two of their episodes. Tip number three, do a little research about the host, right? Tip number four, better promote your product or services. And again, that's mainly towards your call of action. Tip number five, you could do a one sheet or a bio. Tip number six, have professional headshots ready to go and make sure that they're digitally ready to go. Tip number seven, the ultimate podcast showtime checklist. And I think that the key takeaway from that one is hydrate, make sure you're in a quiet room, make sure that your kids and your animals are out the way and be passionate. Number eight, keep your answers concise, short and to the point. You don't want 30 minute answers for every single question. It'll make the show long and drawn out. Right. Number nine, after the show, follow up, send a link, send a testimonial, send a review, send a, a video review, stay in communication, book a virtual coffee. Last but not least is number 10 is where to find a podcast. And we talked about, I think, on this particular list, I mean, there's a million opp opportunities, but I would say matchmaker.fm would be a really good platform for any beginning person that wants to become a guest to get on and start utilizing those systems. And it'll compound much like anything else. The longer you do it, the better you will get at it and the better it will work for you. This is S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at 
ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss on Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.